another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I talk to Disney Cast Members from all walks of life, and of course, all walks of magic. In today's episode, Sophie and I will be chatting with the wonderful Ben, who sprinkled his pixie dust on our CRP in merchandise and on Disney Cruise Line. Hi, Ben. Hi, guys. How are we doing? Oh, we're good. Yeah. We're so happy you've decided to come back and talk to us, obviously. We need to address the elephant in the room. This is our reimagined, re-recorded episode with Ben. But all the magic will be coming straight back to you. We're not going to be holding back on any of the magic we had before. So thank you so much for coming back. I just thought it was too popular. You couldn't keep me away. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. <laughs> also, Soph, if you keep saying elephant in the room, all our gay fans are going to be like Alexandra Burke 2.0. I'm just saying. So <laughs> She created the saying elephant in the room. So Very true. Very true. We love a Burke. Um, but yeah, anyway, this is not an X Factor podcast, this is Disney, so um, before we get into your journey, Ben, let's get started with a little Disney quickfire, so I'm going to hand over to Sophie. Okay, Ben, what is your favourite park at Walt Disney World? Oh, okay, it has to be Animal Kingdom. Has yes! Be. Come on, Ben. Good um, I, yeah, it's... Magic Kingdom's great, but it's just a little much sometimes. Like, Animal <sighs> Kingdom's nice and chill. I know, Bradley, I'm seeing your face. You know, <laughs> like, it's nice and chill in Animal Kingdom, and it's nice. It's yeah. so true. After a day at Magic Kingdom, I need a day to recover from it. Whereas Animal Kingdom, I feel quite nice, easy, breezy, relaxed. So you can kind of get away from the Disney a little bit in Animal Kingdom, and that's what I quite like. It's more chilled and relaxed. Exactly. Okay, what is your favourite show at Walt Disney World? Lion King, hands down. Yes. Hands down. On the same wavelength then, come on. (laughs) not impressed Yeah, I'm I'm just here like, okay, what about Magic Kingdom and like Country Bear Jamboree, Hoopty-Doo, you know. Country Bear Jamboree was at the top of every single person's (laughs) <laughs> Country Bear and Festival of the Lion King. Uh, oh. Animatronic bears are really talented still performers, you know. <laughs> People get kind of really annoyed with me when I go and see Lion King, though, because I kind of sing along to it. So I'm like, okay, I'll shut up. Bye. <laughs> no. right, we're, all for, we're all for the singing here. Exactly. Okay, I love it. <laughs> okay, what is your go-to Disney drink or snack or both? Oh, okay, this is weird. Snack would be freshly made baguettes from the french pavilion um that used to be like my go-to breakfast just before work um people i somebody told me about this and i was like okay that sounds really good went over there tried them just with melted butter on so simple but holy moly it was amazing i recommend that and the fact you said just before work so casually (laughs) yeah like we merchandise, we didn't do as much work as you guys running around the pavilion. We were chilled. <laughs> I love it. Now, do you know what? Someone said that, that someone has mentioned the baguettes to me once before and they was like, this is the best um, drinking around the world, like pre-snack. So just take a baguette with you and just munch it as you're going around. Like it's going to consume all the alcohol all around the world. So I think it was a guest that actually told me about them and I was like, all right, okay. And I was wondering, yeah, best thing I ever did. Amazing. Drink-wise, probably the tequila in Mexico. You're saying like straight tequila? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? 
Okay. I love it. If you want to mix it into a margarita, that's fine. But like, yeah, just try it neat. Like, why not? Yeah, exactly. Get your salt and your like and your wine as well. Yeah, love it. There we go. Okay, last one. If you could work anywhere in the Walt Disney Company, what would you do? Um, I'd love to be an imagineer. Like, I really would love to do that. Um I do design for a living and I think like what they do with the parks and all the like really heavy details they go into like everything I think it's really cool I got to meet someone who was a firewood designer when I was there and I was like that's such a cool job like how do you actually do your job where do you get experience to become a firewood designer somewhere like Disney um that was really cool but like yeah to work in the Imagineering and like bring stuff to life I don't know if you've just seen about the Disney wish but like I, that was really cool because I know a couple of people that worked on the project and like when they kept wow. popping the face up I'm like oh my god I know you <laughs> crazy but yeah like that would be a cool role to do but dream. brilliant dream. well yeah dream big Ben <laughs> like it's gonna happen if you want it you can get it you know dream love it <laughs> um but yeah anyway so now we're in the Disney mood or Disney fied let's get into a Disney journey then so um tell us where it all began the love for Disney why you wanted to work for the Disney company in the first place um so I'm probably like a few people that have known your podcast I went when I was a kid um first like when I was like eight yeah eight years old and it was really cool I remember like like seeing like the Magic Kingdom and looking back at pictures and stuff which was kind of cool um then I actually went in 2015 um after I studied abroad in the states I went and met my friend out there um my friends from like Boston we went down and really cool and then I wandered into Epcot and kind of did probably what I imagine a lot of people did and found out a little bit about the program but I thought oh it's never gonna happen whatever um and then I kind of got to a point in my job in 2016 where somebody was I said I really want to go traveling around the states but I said obviously you can only do like a three-month travel visa so I was like kind of want to do a bit longer and somebody's like why don't you apply to work at Disney I was like wait what like anywho after a few drinks later I was like this is not real like nobody does this and I forgot completely about the program when my time was there so went away did a little bit of research put an application I thought I'm not going to get this this is this is never going to happen like but okay we'll see what happens why not and lo and behold I go down to Epping on my day off drive all five hours down to (laughs) Epping for the interview do the interview and then drive all the way back and then go back to work the next day yeah I went back into work with like the reddest of eyes I was (laughs) exhausted and I was I was like you're right I was like just went partying last night it's great yeah <laughs> I just fancied going to Epping Forest for a day out you know like it was yeah. just on the top of the bucket list so <laughs> so when we did that didn't expect it to happen but and then next thing you know I'm at Disney HQ and like everybody else found myself then suddenly with an email that says you go and I was like okay this is happening my life's about to be uprooted and moving on um but yeah I think the love really for Disney was like so it kind of grounded me from being a kid and I always had a passion for the company so it kind of just maybe fell in line for me it was kind of really it just happened I suppose so obviously you get the CRP you're working there we were about two months difference I think yeah I think I arrived in the June as you guys were the August right August yeah Yeah. so a couple of months ahead of us so did you have a role in mind did you want food and beverage did you want merch were you quite open to either 
Um, I was pretty open to either, to, to be fair. Um, but I realized, like, I remember talking to the recruiters and they were like, we think you'd be better suited to merchandise. And I was like, I kind of agree just because I worked in stores for like four years before that. So it made sense. Um, but I was pretty open to both sides. I didn't really know much about how the pavilion worked, if I'm really honest. So I was just like, yeah, I'll be happy to go wherever. But saying that, like when I got in merchandise, I really enjoyed it. Like it's mm -hmm. such a family unit in merchandise. And I, it was such a nice like group of people that I was out with as well. I know like I've, I've read the horror stories of some people like who like just don't get along in the clash, but I never experienced that. I got on with everyone. I think we just had, I must just looked out, but I think there is quite a, a family unit of love in the pavilion. On We've, both sides of the street, imagine. Definitely on both sides, but I do think that, as with any job, the more hierarchical a position is, um, the harder it can be to separate like work from the social life. And I do think that on the food and beverage side, especially because tips are involved and money is is a bigger part of things, um, some people can let that get to them annoyingly. But obviously, when it comes to much like you said, there is that family unit. You guys are a smaller group of people. There isn't as much as much as you can become a trainer or do tea tours and stuff there's that com that competitiveness isn't there as much I don't think as it can be with F&B don't get me wrong it's a few as I said before a few solo rangers that um let the let the the money get the better of them but we won't go into that this is your podcast not theirs so <laughs> you always bring it up in some way shape or form <laughs> I have to I have to I guess I have to give them their credit you know but it is true though, uh, it's true because like ultimately money on our side, everybody earns the same amount and it's basically more like how many hours you do. Um, mm -hmm. Most people do pretty much the same amount of hours in the grand scheme of it all. So ultimately like everyone's walking away with a similar paycheck because I think it's just more how you spend your time. Um, yeah. I was very frugal and savvy on my program. I was the person who would get the bus to Walmart and be like 30 minutes in Walmart and on the bus back home. And everyone's like, why? I was like, I am not waiting around on that bus. Absolutely not. No, I'm not paying for an Uber. I am frugal. And Love it me. was fine because then I used to then get the bus straight after and then go straight to the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Sorted. Sorted. Why not? Why not? On a, on a whole as well, Ben, like, did you enjoy the CRP? Was it everything you wanted it to be? Yeah, I mean... Like, I remember there was few of us out of the pre-screens that, like, people were talking. You know, when you get in the Facebook groups and everything like that starts talking. Some people were creating, like, major bucket lists, like, of what they wanted to go and achieve. And I looked at it and I was like, that's quite ambitious in itself. Like, including traveling, staycays, the lot. And I was like, you know what? I just want to go and have a good time. I want to go meet some people. Um, I think the only bucket list item I had was to go and do every ride, show, and attraction in every park in Disney. And which is so doable across the year. But so I kind of, it sounds really bad, went in with low bucket list expectations and actually did everything that I wanted to go and do. So I traveled, I went and did some courses at Disney University. I like became a trainer, I did tea tours. Um, I had a blast. Like one of my favorite Brilliant. shifts still has to be New Year's Eve. And I worked it. But I stood in the middle of World Showcase watching the fireworks with all my best friends around and 
it was one of the best nights of my life and everyone's yeah. like are you working I'm like yes but I got to see the fireworks <laughs> yeah you have and, to like take yourself out of that work mode like yeah we can all have a little bit of a moan that you're on like a 12 13 hour shift you can be like oh when's my break but actually take a step back and be like I'm watching the new year's fireworks in the middle of Epcot like you said with these this new family that you've met with all these thousands of guests from all over the world all these other cast members from all over the world it's insane like it's a pinch me moment really and you blocked out of the real park anyway so you might as well you might as well work so. <laughs> i think i went to my when i leave like i want to work i will work any shift that day i don't care um and they were like why i was like because and i knew this was coming up that you're going to get blocked out so i was like well i'd rather spend it in a park but some people wanted it off and i'm like oh, i don't mind working i really don't care yeah <laughs> because exactly i had a great it works not well. <laughs> um, I think uh, before we move on to Cruise Line, Ben, let's talk about another part of this CRP era, mm. which is Disney housing, RIP Disney housing, gone but never forgotten. Um, tell us where you live, Ben, and what your house experience was like and what living in America was like for you on a whole. Um, so I was in the manor of Chatham um, and my house felt like literally a revolving door of a hotel. Um <laughs> Literally, I think we started, we went into like a fresh apartment. It was three beds, six people. Like nobody was living in it. You know, I heard stories of like people already moved into apartments where there were already people in there. Mine was a fresh one. And there was, there was myself, there was two French guys, two Mexicans and a German. I think I have pretty much nearly had every country from the World Showcase in my apartment at some point of the year living there. And I was just a bit like, towards the end of the year, they're like, I think I started with one pill, the person that used to live with me at the very beginning, that was it. It was just like in and out, in and out. Like some days, I, one person was there for like a week. I remember saying to her, I remember saying to her, I was like, hi. And I, that's literally the only word I said. Because <laughs> I was like walking out the door as he was walking. I was like, hi, I'll see you later. And pretty much never did. I was like, oh, well, that was a short uh, relationship. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's so weird though. I had one for 24 hours. They came and they were like, this apartment is really messy. I was like, yeah, with the program, honey, it's messed away. Anyway, <laughs> she moved out that night. So I never saw her again. <laughs> well do you know what it's their loss that's what i'm gonna say girl it's their loss so true so true preach that um but yeah on a whole did you enjoy living in america was it what you wanted to be um i know for a lot of people like sharing a room is like a really big culture shock um for me it was my second time living in the states because obviously i did a study abroad when i was at university so i kind of got over the whole culture shock of living in the same room as someone it was tough there are some times when my roommate my current roommate at that point, one of five that I had in the year, was like a snorer and was untidy and messy. And I'm like, right, guy, you, you just need to get your stuff together. Like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> like, but other than that, like, do you know what? I had a great time. Like, the guys that actually I live with, I never really had anybody, like, loud or really kind of crazy. So it was not too bad, actually, in the grand scheme of things. And actually, like, we was right next to the pool. So... The pool was there, the gym was there. I had a great location in terms of like in Chatham. I know like I didn't have to walk to the very end of the complex to go and get anything. So Brilliant. I don't, I, you know what, I, I, retrospect, I didn't spend much time there. Like yeah. I was at work, I was at a friend's house, I was in a park, like I was never really at the place. So ultimately it was just a bed and a shower in the grand okay. scheme of the world. And, and it that's sounds what it really is. like that, but it's true. 
is yeah. 100%. But obviously, we do have to talk about cruise line, but I'm going to ask one more question before we move on. Can you give us a standout moment of your CRP? It could be a guest moment, a magical moment. Give us your standout moment. Um, I suppose it's it's a little bit of a sad one, but actually good at the same time. It was when a guest... Um, so we have the cart in the UK Pavilion for merchandise, which is... If you're coming from Canada, it's like the first entry point you'll see towards a UK cast member. And I was on the cart and this little girl walked by and her family. And she was dressed like a princess. So I think she'd just been to like the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. And her family kind of like sat on the wall that was right next to us. It was like a really common thing that everybody used to sit there just to have a bit of a, a moment's chill and a bit of a break. And it was kind of cool. But um, anyway, got chatting to them. It was really fun. And um, they were having a good day. And they all had buttons on that said, ask me about my wish. Didn't really clock up what it was. I was just like, oh, what's your wish? And then they turned to the little girl and said, do you want to say it? And I was like, and then I looked at the girl and then she had a make a wish button on. I was like, oh no, why did I ask? <laughs> and they were like, no, no, no. And I said, well, I, I said to them, I'm really sorry. And they were like, no, 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 don't be sorry. We want to raise awareness of what it was on. And she basically had terminal cancer. Um, oh. girl. And I, I would say she's no more than about six. Like I was like, so I'm already flooding the tears. I'm trying to hold it back to so, like be brave. And her two little brothers were with her as well, um, who were probably like four. I think they were twins. Um, and I think they felt a little bit like out of the spotlight because obviously all the attention was on her, which yeah, I understand both sides. So I basically, we had a massive big interaction um, where I essentially turned the two little boys into knights and we did a whole marching parade through the pavilion. Oh, um, amazing. Checked the sister, the little princess. Um, Mom was crying, dad was crying, grandma was crying. I leaned over, I was like, grandma, are you crying for a good reason or bad reason? She's like, it's so beautiful. And I was like, okay, that's fine, I can do it that. <laughs> as long as you're happy, I'm happy. She's like, no, and I got like, um, I think she actually went up to my leader and like said like, you did a great job. And I was like, no, I didn't do it out of like, for guest compliment. I just yeah. did it like, I, what would I do in that situation if my kid had was in that situation it was I was crying like you've got me you've got me in the fields it's a Tuesday night here um (laughs) (laughs) I was there like I went on break after that I was just floods of tears and I think Natalie came up to me she was like you're right I was like oh my god I just can't (laughs) (laughs) oh do you know what though it's those moments that really do make our jobs so special and so amazing and those moments will never leave us. They'll be with us forever. So, um, and I, I guarantee you um, that that family will still talk about that now whenever they think of the parks and think of Disney. Um, so yeah, amazing. But we've got still loads to talk about. You have then gone on to have um, a pretty cool career um, and a little bit of an extra journey with Disney Cruise Line. So tell us about your role, Ben, because I remember seeing on some social media platform that you were doing this role I'm thinking how the hell did he manage that that's so cool so tell us about the role that you do Disney or that you were doing with Disney Cruise Line and um what that entailed so it was kind of it's called the crew activities manager which basically is the cruise director for the crew so that's how it's kind of like dubbed as Um, And I was responsible for making sure that the crew had an incredible experience from very much getting on board from their very first day on contract, right the way through to the end of their contract and then when they welcome back. 
So I would make sure that that experience kind of with cruise line, your time is not your own sometimes because obviously you like you work 70 hours a week, you're working every day and to get a work-life balance is kind of hard um, because it's kind of, you're constantly juggling work and priorities of like, just something like doing your washing and like, you know, just the basics of life, I would say. Yeah. So my role was to try and provide that work-life balance. So whether it was like a trivia night or we go and did a party of like in on deck 14, or we did like Halloween themed event, or we did a crew premiere of like whatever movie was coming out. Um, it was just kind of like the concept was get crew out of the cabin, get them socializing with people, get them having a good time that makes their environment better, which means that they can do their job even better. So really, really interesting because a lot of autonomy, um, which allowed me to do so much on my own um, and actually got to do so much on board. It was really cool, like a really cool job. What would you say was the best event that you got to plan? Halloween, um, because I essentially what happened is all the big like events of the year. So like say Valentine's, um, St. Patrick's Day, Halloween, New Year's Eve, all get taken. I do most of the planning, but then a certain department will like help out in it. So like, for example, like I think Valentine's Day, the Bibbidi Bobbidi Tea come in and they'll come up with a theme and then I'll kind of make it happen. So for Halloween, it was the cast and the main stage and the characters that helped us do it. They wanted to do Haunted Mansion and it was really cool. And basically we actually recreated the Haunted Mansion in one of the clubs on board. Um, no way. Like, yeah, including like tombstones. Um, and the whole concept was you had to come in costume as well. And I did a whole prize for like the best dress costume, um, the best Im- or the most imaginative costume. I kid you not, like departments were coming as like a whole movie. So like the crew staff department did all of Hercules. So like somebody came as Hades, some come as Hercules, somebody came as like Meg, the three muses. It was wow. really, really cool um, to do stuff like that and see it actually like come to life. Um, and yeah, everybody came up and was like, it was incredible. I was like, I did half the work. I'm not taking all the credit, but yeah, it really was a really fun night. And because but, because everybody gets involved in it, it makes them a lot more excited about the event because it's it's you. Oh, I don't want to say it like this, but you are the most popular person on the ship because you are everyone's so take pride in it. <laughs> Everyone knew my name from the minute of walking on board um, because obviously you are a, you are their social life, so you plan everything for them. So everyone knows your name, which is kind of scary. <laughs> because you don't know everybody else's, which is <laughs> hard, but it's fun because it means that you're respected for what you do for them. Um, and they're really thankful for anything that they do. You know, like one night could just literally be, you do a trivia night and you provide like a few snacks and stuff like that. I had 50 people at a trivia every single week. It was constant, like, but people queued up to make trivias as well. They were like, I want to do one. I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I don't have to host every one of them. <laughs> like, you're yeah. more than to. And it was really, really cool. Um, yeah, really, really fun. I mean, logistically, when it comes to this job where you are organising the these events and these um, activities and making sure there is this work-life balance for the crew, um, 
how does that then fit in with your schedule? Is there a bigger team that works with this as well? Um, what is the like general day-to-day working of this role and how does that work with you as one person who is leading this, um, this entire cruise social life? So essentially the way, it, the way Disney Cruise Line is built up is it falls underneath four departments. Um, so no, five departments, sorry, I tell you why. Um, you've got like HR, you've got engineering, you've got the bridge, um, you've got hotel, which is everything from like dining, beverage, um, retail, um, all that kind of stuff. And then entertainment. So I fall, I fell, sorry, within entertainment. So I had a massive team behind me of help. Um, like, cause the entertainment was like, obviously the stage team, the technicians, the family entertainment team the youth activities team. So basically all of those department leaders were my co-leaders, if that makes sense. Like I fell alongside with them. So essentially if I needed something, if for my help in my work, I used to just literally reach out to whichever one I needed and they'll be like, yep, it's done, finished. And because they know everything is falling into line with that. And that's just how ship life works. If you ask for help, someone will always be there to help you but then you also have to do the same back like I know in cruise staff when they were down for example a, a, a person or we missed castaway because of like bad weather I would be like okay I'll jump in what do you need me to do what can I help it's just kind of common knowledge on the ship yeah um, in terms of like working time mine was more quite lax in terms of like they said you work whenever you want to work in terms of how it suits you but you, as long as you get the job done that's fine so like some days I'd work till like four in the morning um because it was kind of it sounds stupid but it's really quiet on the ship at that time in the morning because obviously everyone's asleep so yeah. I would get so much done and so I wouldn't have to like be bothered with somebody phoning me or somebody emailing me or something like that so it's it's good because you get to work your own time um to suit you um which I know some roles don't have the opportunity because obviously if they're in a guest interaction they're limited to certain times in terms of operational but yeah, I liked working late nights. It was really weird. Yeah. I have to ask, because obviously Cruise Line is a total different kettle of fish. So could you give us a couple of pros to doing Cruise Line and maybe a couple of things that you wouldn't say disliked, but could be more difficult for people joining the Cruise Line? Maybe in terms of social aspects, living on a boat, things like that. Um, I'll start with the pros and I'll end with the, um, the good stuff. Oh, sorry, I'll start with the bad stuff. It's a massive culture shock when you walk on board. Um, it's like nothing you've ever done before. You're constantly moving and there's always noise around you. That's the culture shock. Like whether it's the hum of a ship, like, you know, the engines or whether it's like somebody talking or like the phones going on, there's always noise around you. And that plays into the culture shock of like, it's just, you're keeping moving. Like all of a sudden the drill bell sounds and the next thing you know, you're at a drill, you're doing this, you're doing that. You're constantly on the move, which is a big culture shock because you don't really get any quote unquote downtime. Mm. Um, The other kind of like negative aspect of it is it's hard sometimes where you can burn out. I remember the first thing I got told when I got on board is do not rely on like Diet Coke and sugar and stuff like that because it's not like you get a day off to recoup and like sleep in and chill out for a little bit basically you're going for well for me four and a half months every day 10 hours a day non-stop so that they turn and said make sure you eat as well as you can and like hydrate and like your diet suddenly for me became really important because that's what keeps you going 
Um, mm. And you do get to the end of your four and a half months and you're like, I am ready to go home and I have slept yeah. 15 hours straight. But the plus side and all that is you're sailing around the world. I would be getting off in the Caribbean islands all day and sitting on the beach in crystal clear water with a stingray swimming around mine. Like that's, that's a cool element. And the other side of it is the people you meet are literally your family. And I know it sounds really cheesy, but you will get to know somebody that you normally would in like a space of a month in like a week, because it's just an intense environment. Yeah. You get to know people so fast, mm-hmm. but that's really cool because they become your family. They become the people you cry on their shoulder. You have a rant to, you laugh with, you joke with, and they become your actual family away from your family. So it's very close on board and you can see that. I see that all the time when I'm doing events, how close people are. It's really cool. Yeah. Actually. It's really cool. Brilliant. I mean, it sounds like a crazy experience and it's good to know that there are, we, we've spoken to people in the podcast that don't get the opportunity to um, do certain things on the ships because of certain roles, but it's such, it's so cool that in this particular role that you do get that time, like you said, to go, um, and sit on a beach and enjoy your t- yourself from time to time as well. Um, so it sounds like it's been amazing, Ben. And um, I know we spoke briefly before this, but hopefully eventually um, you can get back to um, living the cruise life at some point and uh, yeah, doing what you do best. But I have to ask before we ask these last few questions, what are you thinking of the new ship, The Wish? Like, come on, give us your thoughts, give us your opinions, let's go. So I, I didn't really know anything about it before, but I know um, it's no, it's bigger ship, but there's no more guests. So they've increased like all the event space. It looks really cool, actually. Um, having worked on a classic ship, I worked on the Wonder and I've worked on a dream class ship. I worked on the Fantasy. Like there is such a big difference in those ships of like capacity of how it operationally works. Um, the Wish looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and they're taking a lighting across as well, um, which I I was quite thought, shocked by that to be honest. So every ship has a storybook show, so um, like Aladdin or Frozen or Beauty and the Beast, yeah. or whatever. Um, and then they normally have a review show, so like Believe or Dreams, Wishes, all them kind of ones. Um, but what they did is they brought the Frozen to the fantasy, um, which I think is more of a cost element to be honest with you, but also it's a really popular show. So when they refreshed Aladdin on the fantasy, I was like, this is going to go to the Wish, or it's going to go to another ship anyway. Um, Because all the stages are the same size, like actual stage size, which I thought was weird because technically the Wonder and the Magic are smaller ships, so I expected a small stage, but Mm -hmm. apparently not, So which is kind of cool. But the Aladdin show is really, really fun. Um, It's like they've projection mapped it like they do on the castle. So they actually... Do you know during the scene in Aladdin where Jafar turns into a snake and like he sets like the room on fire and stuff like that? In the yeah. Film, they do that in the theatre. The whole theatre turns into flames. Oh my That's God. That's so cool. It's really, really cool what they've done with it. I would um, love to see Aladdin. That's one of my favourites. I obviously saw Beauty and the Beast when I was on The Dream and that was incredible, but I would love to see Aladdin. Aladdin's really fun, um, especially the opening, what they've done with it. Like they've rechanged it all like... Um, do you know the one at the beginning of the Aladdin where they go, um, oh, the character goes, imagine a lamp in a far away place. That character, I don't know what the character's called, but um, she blows um, sand out of her hand and it like shoots around the theatre and the whole theatre turns into sand. It's really immersive. That's so cool. Really cool. 
Um, yeah, so I, I, it would be really cool to see that on the Wish as well. Um, I'm interested to see what other shows they bring on board. They're saying two new shows, which I'm very interested about. So, Ooh. we will see. We'll wait and see. But oh my God, it all sounds like so crazy, Ben. And who knows? Maybe you end up on the Wish. Just, just putting out there. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> Um, but until then, we have one final question for you, Ben. And that is, Sophie and I want to know what your deepest, darkest Disney confession is. It's controversial considering I just worked on a sh- the ship where they had this show, but I'm not a huge Frozen fan. <sighs> I, I, all right, shoot me. It's fine. It's just- <laughs> Like, it's just everywhere Frozen. Don't get me wrong, like, Frozen 2, I'm, I actually prefer Frozen 2 than Frozen 1, to be honest. I do too. Um, I think the music's better and the storyline makes sense to what happened in the first one. God, I'm a Disney nerd. But, <laughs> like, it's just, it's a bit overkill. Like, when you worked on it all the time and you saw it all the time, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm just done now. <laughs> yeah. Something else. But You're ready to okay. let it go. Oh, she went there. It's like the first time forever <laughs> that I've heard that. well i'm so glad that you came back to record us because love is an open door with ben oh oh, mic drop mic drop (laughs) can't can't do but honestly thank you so much ben for coming to re-record with us we are so happy to have had you on here and everyone loves a cruise line episode because we did some investigating on the stories and everybody said that they loved a cruise line episode so thank you so much not a problem it's always fun to talk about it as well of course, amazing. Well, yeah, like Sophie said, Ben, thank you so much for coming back and talking with us. We hope that um we can see you on a ship or somewhere in Disney or doing whatever soon. I'm sure whatever you're doing will be amazing. But for now, I just want to say one more huge thank you to Ben, everyone. Woo! <laughs> um, but this has been another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast. But thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, follow our Instagram, and listen to all of the other episodes because we're just as magical as each other. Keep spreading the magic, everyone. And- I'm happy now.